From the dangerous waters of Ningoth to the Emperor's Museum on Naboo, you are listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with my co-host, Jonah Marie Macias. How you doing today, Jonah Marie? I'm doing well, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing good. Have you started building the Star Scavenger set that we bought in New York? I have. I'm proud to say that I have started it. <laughs> and I'm still in bag one, though. <laughs> three, yeah. Is that like three or four weeks ago? It was. That we bu- <laughs> I think I'm as far as you are. I have built um, Rowan. Yes, you, bu- is- you built Rowan. <laughs> I built and- Rowan on the bench in New York <laughs> in Rockefeller Center. And I literally haven't gotten any further than that. Oh, I got further than you. You then. are further than me. Because <laughs> I built uh, Xander, and I was so happy. I was like, "Yeah, superstar hero guy!" And uh, that took like five minutes for me just to like play around with him <laughs> and put him like set him up in on different places. And then I started doing. I, I don't know exactly what part it is. I was just following the instructions for bag one. And it's funny because I was doing it in this very cluttered space. I'm like, this is not a good idea. I really need to like clear out this stuff so that I can focus on just the Lego. And yeah, I, th- I think I am building the the top part of it. I'm not exactly sure what part of the ship it is yet. But yeah, at one point I thought I had had a missing piece or something. So I was freaking out, but I found it because they're so tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so my holdup was I don't like to build more than one set at a time. Mm, and so mm-hmm. I had been building the uh, the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Um, you're not a Doctor Who watcher, are you? I watched a few episodes here and there. I started with the first, I guess, quote-unquote, first se- season, which was technically like the ninth season or something. With the ninth Doctor, that's what it was. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I don't know my Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good knowledge there. Um, but yeah, I saw the picture of that. You had sent it through Snapchat, and that was very cool. Yeah, so that was the one that I had been building for a little bit, and um, I finally finished that. So now I have finished that set, and I am free to move on to the Star Scavenger. So um, I do have you know the little Rowan minifig, and I've just gotten it into bag one, but I haven't really started putting pieces together yet. And um, I actually had to steal a piece from the Star Scavenger set because I had lost a piece on my TARDIS. And it happened oh. to have the same piece. So I stole it from Star Scavenger. So this it's going to be this perpetual thing that I'm going to keep stealing from the next set <laughs> to finish the current <laughs> set. But um, I may have to just do one of those purchase a piece things so I can uh, fill that. It'd be cool if they had like a crossover episode and then the Star Scavenger gets its piece from From, from the TARDIS. It takes <laughs> it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that totally. You have... Uh, Xander shows up in the TARDIS and just rips a piece off the console and runs away. Yes, yes, before. But first he'll start admiring it and, you know, going <laughs> in true. and out, in and out. Impressed right. by the fact that it's bigger in the inside than it is on the outside. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be the most amazing crossover ever. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that happening. <laughs> so, well, we are going to review an episode of the Freemaker Adventures tonight. Uh, which I just watched the other day. I rewatched it again right before we were recording. Um, it came out on Monday. Um, so we, were, we are going to re, uh, review that. But before we jump into our review, we did want to do a minifig focus this episode. Yes. So and we, it's, it's an awesome one. Is it, you think? I think so. All right. So we did, uh, we've already done one for Kanan, which was kind of my thing. Like, I wanted that. I know you love Kanan, too, though. Oh, I love Kanan. You have a podcast about him. so <laughs> I don't know if I love his mus- his uh, his beard so much. Oh, really? See, I like, I like when they revealed the new look for Kanan, I, I was like, oh, I really like the beard, but I, I wish they had clipped the ponytail. Oh, no. See, I love the ponytail. <laughs> oh, man. Where? See? I'm doing it all wrong. You know, I, I thought girls didn't like ponytails anymore. <laughs> oh, no, no. I love that ponytail. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you got to do Kanan, so this time around we're doing a character that I love, and that's Captain Rex. Yes. Oh, yay! And there's some really cool sets with Captain Rex. <laughs> there really are, and it starts off with the ATTE Walker, which is 70, 76.75, which I thought for a second was 75. 
567 <laughs> his numbers uh so yeah that one's cool because it's straight from the star wars the clone war series yeah it so it be, because it's from clone wars it comes with some really cool clone wars characters um i think this is actually based on the minifigs it, it looks like it might even be based on the clone wars movie yeah it does look like it because it also has that uh droid on that vehicle that we saw anakin <laughs> commandeer at one point right and started uh and it comes with the, the little uh the little little hutling yes, yes that's right with uh rhoda rhoda the hut so you get ahsoka we get anakin and then we get the the hutling comes with a battle droid a clone trooper and captain rex captain rex oh yes. man so that set was all the way from way back in 2008. Good times, yeah, man. So that's, that's a long time ago now. So which means it's not readily available, um, you know, probably to purchase, you know, if you went to the store, but you can find it places like Amazon, eBay. Um, but even when it was on the shelves, it was still a $90 set. Yeah, 90 Yeah. So, and then there's uh, another uh, actual San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from 2008. That also included Captain Rex. Yes, that was the. That looks like the vehicle that was used in the Attack of the Clones, sort of. Yeah, it's like a mini version of the that wheeled uh, vehicle, which I'm not remembering off the top of my head what the name of it is. No, but I do remember calling it a Stargate sort of <laughs> Stargate, Stargate vehicle because <laughs> it had it, the sides of it looked like it had two Stargates attached to it. <laughs> oh, okay, I did not. I'm not that familiar with Stargate, so I did not make that connection. <laughs> but that was me in the movie theater when Attack of the Clones came out. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like a Stargate. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly what uh, Rex is included in this set. So <laughs> yeah, it looks like it came according to the notes here. It says that. It was a promotional box set sold at San Diego Comic-Con, um, and it includes two sets, and Captain Rex, four clones, and a poster um, oh. all together. So, and it was only, they only made 1,200 of these sets, so I guess it was uh, a limited run. So, that if anybody has that in your collection, good You're for lucky. you. Yeah, because yeah. it's probably, that would be one that would be really tough to find now, and uh, original price, $76. Wow. So. And then what comes after that? Battle for Genosis, uh, set number 7869. This is from 2011. And this one comes with a really cool minifig that I wish I had, Luminara Underly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just noticed that. And it comes with this uh, super battle droid. No, that's... Is it the... Is that what it's called? Um, the yeah, it does come with the super battle droid. It looks like a... No, but the main vehicle looks like a, one of those arachnid-type right. vehicles that I cannot remember its name. Oh, there's so many designations. <laughs> I know, right? I've never been good with vehicle names. Um, you know, some of the classic ones are easier for me, but these newer prequel vehicles, I've never been great with what the designations are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's kind of that spider-like one that has the, the legs and it's got the red eyes and the gun mm -hmm. kind of in and the it's middle. It's used like a cannon, yeah. Right. And I like that he's paired up with Luminara. I mean, we don't really inter see them interact much in the series, except for maybe that Geonosis arc. Um, but that was very briefly, and I don't think they had shared any scenes, but they were both together in that same arc. And it comes with a cool speeder bike, too, which I believe we see her ride in the, in the show. Yes, we do, yeah. And she ends up getting captured and almost has a brain worm <laughs> put into her. So good times for Luminara. Right, and at this point we're seeing, so it looks like the these sets all have him kind of in his, uh, you know, early phase clone armor. Yes, yeah. So it's, uh, they, there, I believe there are some variations to the different minifigs that we've, we see in those first few sets, but for the most part they all, they, they look very similar with the, the blue markings that we're all familiar to seeing, seeing him have, um, and in that kind of phase one armor. Mm-hmm. And then this next one, I think it's his new armor. Yeah, that's his phase two armor. You can see the the melding lines on his helmet. And it's the 75012 BARC speeder with sidecar. Right. So And is that Obi-Wan? I think that's Obi-Wan yep, with him. That looks like an Obi-Wan minifig. Mm-hmm. And I love his little beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you like the beard on Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah. 
but not I okay. I actually liked Obi Wan's beard. It looked very, you know, like it was a beautiful piece of art to me. <laughs> <laughs> but Kanan's, he has this little like thing. I was telling my mom he has like this little space beneath up, up above his lip, and I just want to poke my finger at it because it's like not covered at all. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> the things we talk about that we that I didn't expect we'd talk about. I know, right? <laughs> but yes, Rex is included in this set as well, and it comes with a really cool speeder bike, which is uh, drastically different from the one that was in the Genosis set. Right? Yeah, they're both uh, two different speeder bikes, uh, but this one with the sidecar, you know, it gives it a little bit, a little bit more, um, more room for passengers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's where Rex would sit, unfortunately, because Obi-Wan would take the, the main seat. <laughs> right, right. And then it, it does come with a commando droid. So not like a regular battle droid, but the cool commando type that can flip around with sword arms and stuff. Yeah, that was a creepy one. And I rem- I, would, I just recently saw the, the, the Deserter or rewatched it. And yeah, they're super lethal. Droid. Yeah, those were cool. A cool addition to the canon. I I always thought that battle droids were a little too, you know, comedic. Yeah. Although yeah. I, you know, I mean, Roger's a great example. They work in comedy for sure, but um, they never felt threatening to me. So when they introduced the idea of a commando version, um, those were like, okay, that's the cool version, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what every battle droid wants to become someday, I'm sure. That's the the second involvement as like in terms of Pokémon. Pokémon, right, right. <laughs> How many battle droid candies do you need to evolve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this last set is 75157, which is Captain Rex's ATTE from Star Wars Rebels. So this is very recent and I'm sure it's still on shelves. I think actually we saw it on the shelf at New York City's Lego store. We did see it, and we, you know, that's a that's a set that is um, definitely higher end as, as far as how much it costs. One hundred and twenty bucks, yeah, uh, retail. So that's one you have to save up for a little bit. I know you really want it. I desperately want this one because you get Wolf, Gregor, and Rex. That's just so cool. <laughs> right, and it's the old version or older version of Rex. So he's not, you know, he's not in his typical armor. Um, you know, he is the, the version that we see him in Rebels. Yes. He's still very handsome, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Does he have a beard? I work for it. Yeah, he does have a beard. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Kanan's. I, you know what it is? I still have to get used to it. I still, I mean, I, I'm, I've accepted it, but now I have to grow more comfortable with it. You're hating, you're hating on Kanan's beard. You're just <laughs> yeah. mad that they blinded him. And so you're... you're... I am. <laughs> and he can't shave anymore because he can't see. <laughs> If he could still fight Darth Darth Maul with a lightsaber, I'm sure he can shave. <laughs> yeah, I've been told that too. It's like my mom said he can see with the force. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think it's that specific, mom. <laughs> don't put limitations on the force, Jonah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, this one's cool and it also comes with the fifth brother, who unfortunately we didn't get to know much about. So No, oh, yeah, I don't I'm kind of forgetting his. I know he. There was an end to that character in the the finale, but I'm kind of remember, forgetting how it all went down. I need to oh, rewatch the episode. Abs. <laughs> oh, did he? So it's like a for sure, for sure, he's gone. Oh yeah, yeah, he got okay. yeah, he got stabbed, and then the seventh sister got cut in half. I think. What? I really need to rewatch that. I yeah, thought, you I thought do. they both just got choked. No. No. Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Rebels. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She started getting choked and then Maul threw his saber at her. Ah. Yeah. I that I do need to really rewatch that because um, I'm forgetting a lot of details how, how all that went down. But you know how Star Wars is, though. You know, characters come back. It doesn't matter if they get cut in half or not. That's true. This is true. So hopefully we'll see the seventh sister with some crazy arachnid legs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm done with the arachnid leg. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> um, but, and one, one final thing I wanted to say about this set, the number 75157, if you kind of add the one and the five in the middle, you you get six. So that's 7567. Okay. That's, no, sorry, but that's Rex's number, CT number. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I don't know where she's uh, going with this. I thought maybe that's what it was, but I wasn't going to just jump to that conclusion. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, noticed that one day. I was just like, oh, this is so cool. 7567 seven, hidden in this box. <laughs> of course you know that. Of course. Um, I liked the parallel 
of how the first set we see him in is an ATTE, you know, from the Clone Wars, and then the, this re- most recent set is the updated version, you know, kind of a before and after. I thought I thought that yeah. was probably not intentional, but kind of a cool coincidence. Yeah, and this one's all souped up. the The later version's all souped up with like uh, a whole bunch of other things for them to be able to catch the Jupa and hold the Jupa and probably some sleeping quarters as well that they've added. So I'm starting to learn this about you. You don't know the names of vehicles, but you know all the creatures. <laughs> it's just I love the name Jupa. I was like Jupa. How do you remember that? I just thought they were like sandworms or something. No, they have a name, okay. Aaron. All right. All right. <laughs> But yeah, so that's our minifig focus. Um, I thought that would be a fun one to do since you're a big fan of Rex. And now we, we'll have to think about who we do next. Um, I know both of us have a lot a lot more favorites. Um, so we'll, we'll have to debate over who comes next. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to win that bet. That, you're, that. <laughs> you're willing to win. All right. So it's Ezra, Ezra it is. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, so we are going to do an episode review, um, the episode that came out on Monday, the the Kyber Saber Chase, um, and I believe this is episode nine. Yes, this is. Yeah, episode um, nine. Episode nine, which is, you know, cool that they have that many episodes, sad that we're getting closer to the end of the season. We are, and I felt like the next, like the the lead up to the next episode I felt like that was going to be the last one and I'm like where is this all going to go so much happened in this one episode you were jumping from place to place right it's almost like they're trying to wrap it up yeah yeah. which kind of scares me a little bit really it scares me a little that I was kind of hoping maybe they'd find like half of the crystals in season one so they'd have to have a season two Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know but if they they kind of wrap up the storyline um and give it a nice bow then it's kind of like, oh, maybe we don't get a season two. Oh, but I want one. <laughs> I want to see ho- Rowan grow. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I'm really, really hoping uh, this this show continues in some form because I'm I'm getting attached to these characters. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I love their. And one of the points I was going to bring up is that I love how again they're so supportive of each other. Uh, Rowan's beating himself up because he keeps losing these crystals but you have Cordy and Xander saying always looking at the bright side like we can find the others and stop them from putting it all together so I thought that was very sweet and it just continues to be something that they emphasize yeah and that's kind of how the episode starts we have them on Takodana still um, kind of doing repairs to the ship you know Nari shows up again you know she's she's a thorn in their side at this point and she shows up not alone though she shows up with the forces of Grabala. Yes, yeah, he and he isn't happy later on as we see I know I'm jumping ahead but he's not happy with all the stuff that he has to keep paying <laughs> in the process. Right. But... And his his uh he's got an impressive ship there. He you know, does, yeah. When it first showed up, I remember thinking, you know, cuz they don't origin they don't initially show Nare's ship. They just show his big ship coming in and firing lasers at them. And I was like, "Who is this?" Like, it took me a second to to kind of realize and the design of the ship um is it's almost imperial. Yeah, it really does. And I actually thought it was an imperial ship until later on, you know, you kind of get the idea that this isn't necessarily Right, and I think um, the the reason I thought it looked imperial is because kind of the wings look almost like TIE fighter wings on mm-hmm. the side. But then I, I quickly realized that I think they were trying to mimic the look of like Jabba's um, sail barge. Yes. So it's kind of got that hut look to it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, okay, now I see it. But at first, without realizing it was Grabala's, I was just like, oh, it's another imperial ship. Uh, so, But yeah, I thought that was a cool looking ship and a, a much larger craft than Nare's, um, and it, I, of course, thought what that would look like as a Lego set. Of course. Like, yeah, gonna, you gotta. <laughs> you know, that would be a cool one. You know, that would be an expensive set, I'm sure, but Grabala's uh, ship would be a, a good set. So maybe, that, maybe that'll come out eventually. Yeah, yeah. And so they end up managing to escape, but not before Nare steals that crystal. So... That was yeah. a shame. I was like, no, Rowan, you should have held it on a little bit tighter. <laughs> right. And so, you know, they have this plan where at this point they realize, you know, she has these crystals and the better plan 
then to try to take them back from her is just prevent her from getting the ones to complete it. Exactly. And so what what's still out there? And I couldn't, I, I had forgotten, and maybe they didn't even show it, um, or maybe I'm just forgetting, but the fact that Rowan has access to this map that shows them exactly where they're all at. Yes. Yeah, I thought, I remember making a note of that, and I thought, well, Nare has access to that map, but she still wouldn't be able to pinpoint the exact location of the crystal without Rowan. Right. So I guess she had initially a map of the six planets that they were on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I guess she shared that information with Rowan, which is why he has it. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking. I'm just, I forgot when all that went down. Like, did we see that on it, screen? I don't, I don't think it ever appeared on screen. I think it was something that was just understood. Okay. Um, And it's sort of like... Again, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but it's sort of like Roger's backpack, uh, how it was, um, how it had the tracking. The tracker, yeah. Yeah, but we never actually, I don't think we ever actually saw that being put into place. Yeah, he had said, I had, I've had this on since Tatooine. And I do remember noticing him wearing it and thinking, why does he have this piece on his back? Um, because I don't remember him always having it. Right, and I actually I, I went back to the tattooing episode just to like click through and make and just find out whether something did happen there, and I just forgot or went to the back of my mind, but nothing really stood out. And then so I went to the previous episode, and he still had that little backpack. Okay, so maybe he's always had it. I just yeah. for some reason I like it's always stuck out to me, and I thought maybe it was a piece that was added, um, but maybe he has always had it. Now I want to go yeah. back to the very beginning, very first episode, and see if he's wearing it the whole time. I know, right? <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> I know, right? Rewatch, rewatch. You know, these these episodes are very rewatchable, so I don't they mind. <laughs> and my son now, I will say this: my son, who is four, his name is Quinn. He loves this show now. Oh, that's so cool! Loves it. Like he, I've tried Rebels, I've tried um, Clone Wars with him, and he likes the characters. You know, mainly he loves Chopper and Rebels. He likes kind of that that slapstick, funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But because this show like aims at that audience, I think a little bit more, and it has a lot more of that slapstick humor. He loves it. Like he rewatched this episode with me just before we were recording tonight, and he was he literally was having me stop it and rewind it so he could see the joke over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> like the silliest stuff. So yeah, this show is perfect for him, which is making me like it even more. Because now when I watch it, not only am I cracking up, but my son is cracking up. Uh, so it's it's a good thing to share with him. That's sweet. So the the Freemaker family, you know, they're trying to figure out where to go next. So they come up with these three planets from that map. And it's they have Hoth, Ningoth, and Naboo. Right. And, and I don't think we've ever heard of Ningoth before. I don't think so either. No, I was trying to remember from the back of my mind. Um, but it, it didn't ring a bell. But I love that every time they they named named the planet, Roger was re- explaining, you know, like this is bad because you know I will get rust or you know I will. Uh, that was a graveyard. So yeah, right. <laughs> so like, he's uh, he has a bad association with each planet. <laughs> yeah, he has a reason to not go to any of the planets. Um, but no, I I just looked up um, on Wikipedia, which is usually pretty accurate. Um, Ningoth. It looks like the only appearance is in Freemaker Adventure. So that's original to Freemaker. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It'd be cool if we actually see that like later on in Rebels or in some other uh, some other mention in some other material. Well, it does seem like they're, you know, they kind of intentionally drop things when they know something else is coming down the road. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see that in in some of the Star Wars literature right now with the novels and the comics where they're dropping stuff that you don't really find out till later that it means something. So Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. So who knows? Yeah, maybe uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. They they travel to the planet Ningoth. Oh, know? man, imagine that. And then we'll be like, oh, it's a Freemaker. <laughs> it's a Freemaker planet. It's canon. <laughs> and everyone freaks out. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, because they decide to go to Ningoth, so it's a sort of like a water planet of sorts, or it's just a lot of water area at least where they were right yeah Yeah. yeah. so they they need need a vehicle yeah xander shows (laughs) them you know his z sub and (laughs) 
<laughs> and Rowan and Cordy see it and they thought it was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> uh, there are two things in this episode that are like my favorite thing ever now. And this is one of them. <laughs> this part, this whole part with the revealing of the sub, they think it's cute. He's like, it's not cute. You know, it's even got a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is it that they end up calling it? The bubbly subly. The bubbly subly. <laughs> I feel like that should be a podcast name. <laughs> right. We we can change our, our name. <laughs> the bubbly subly. <laughs> bubbly subly cast. I don't think anyone would take us seriously. Right. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, they're so cute. Right. Yeah. That's the, that, that's the effect. But um, no, I thought I was cracking up that whole part. And then he just, he finally just gives in and calls, he's like, oh, to the bubbly subly. And they're like, oh. <laughs> he, he came around. So he's like, yeah, it is kind of cute. And I hope he, I'd love to see a little Lego set of the bubbly oh, subly. Oh, that would be perfect, right? Right. Yes. That might be tough. It, I have noticed that about this show, whereas, um, you know, kind of how the Lego movie was, where like literally everything you see in the movie was built out of Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, this this show definitely has, you know, you can tell the texture and stuff looks like Lego, but there are some elements where you're like, there's no way that could ever be Lego. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with this, like just kind of the shape of it and the way they did the 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 tactical underwater geo map that looks like a smile. Um <laughs> That would be tough to replicate, but yeah, you never know. It could, it, never it would know. be it would be a fun set to own, even if it was one of those just like little bag sets. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, one of those little poly bags. Right, just kind of a mini version of it, but yeah, that would be that would be fun. Mm-hmm. And so they head into the water, and they. <laughs> I like that Rowan was giving them mixed directions. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go up, Corkscrew. down, upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and they eventually do find it, but it's uh, attached to this creature. It kind of reminded me of something that you'd find in our underwaters, deep space, a uh, deep underwater area. Right. It does look like those, like, I think they're called, are they called anglerfish? I don't know, but they freak me out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're terrifying. Um, now, it, it reminded me of... Uh, one of the fish that they came across on Naboo back in the Phantom Menace. Yes. Yeah. Is it the same species? I want to say that it is, but it's been a while. So I may be just confusing it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought maybe it was, but I couldn't remember exactly what that fish looked like. Um, but it had the, you know, it has the light on the end, which I, I did think it was a little odd that the light was a kyber saber crystal. Yeah. Because it seems like that is like a important part to the fish, you know, surviving, being able to find food. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if it didn't have that, what, like, what was there originally? Maybe, yeah, maybe it ended up losing it, found the Kyber Saver crystal. And replaced <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. I did think it was funny how they were just like, oh, let's just trade with the fish. You know, this fish <laughs> that was just trying to eat them, you know, and then the fish just complied. It was just <laughs> yeah. like, sure, yeah, I'll trade with you. <laughs> I thought it was a little convenient. was a bit brighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was uh, an interesting location for the for the crystal, unlike the the later the the next crystal that we find um, later on. But <laughs> I like how Roger, uh, as he's like picking them up, up out of the water, you know, taking them up. Oh yeah, scooping them up. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and I told you we should have gone to Hoth. Yeah, no. <laughs> and they're like, no, you didn't. And uh, Nari ends up striking again, which is frustrating at this point because you'd expect her to not, you know, be following at every turn that they take. So unfortunately, she's there. And I like that they ended up dragging her down into the water and it sort of like mal- it makes her ship malfunction. But she ends up taking the crystal yet again. Right. Takes it right from his hand. Right as they're about to get away. So they did did all this work to try to keep it away from her, and then she just swoops in at the end, uh, which seems to be kind of her her plan moving forward. She just kind of <laughs> is following them around and, and taking it from when she needs. And I liked this part specifically where Cordy says to launch into hyperspace while they're still in the planet, um, in the atmosphere of the planet, because uh, it reminded me of Han Solo doing the same thing 
in The Force Awakens. So it was kind of a reverse situation. Instead right, of, yeah. Instead of going into hyperspace from the planet, he dropped out of hyperspace in atmosphere. Exactly, which yeah. Was, which was pretty crazy. Okay, yeah. But we also have the part with um, kind of the the talk between Nare and Grabala, where oh, he, yeah. he kind of rescues her out of the water and is like, oh, this is going to be an expensive repair. And she's just like, oh, money is no, you know, money doesn't matter right now. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, it kind of does. You know, you're yeah. you're you're not really bringing much to the table other than yourself. But I'm bringing, you know, all of these supplies and food and all this stuff. So, yeah, so they're they're a little at odds at this point. Yeah, and he introduces Dengar, who misses his chance. He misses his cue, just like the uh, Toydarian missed his cue before. Yeah, I've got a Dengar. <laughs> and Dengar's like, oh, we were gonna do that. He's got the chicken in his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I also love, there was also this part where Roger says, see, you're not the only one who's, who's terrible at this. And Rowan says, you always know what to say, Roger. <laughs> and Roger's like, I know, it's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I thought that was a hilarious exchange between those two. So in Freemaker Adventures tradition, we get a visit to another planet that we know very well. Yes. Uh, which is Naboo. Uh, but things have changed in Naboo, you know, since uh, since we saw it kind of under the rule of Queen Amidala. Right. Now her palace has become the museum for Emperor Palpatine. Uh, for, yeah, for Emperor Palpatine. So not cool. Palpatine, not cool. Not cool. Well, it's kind of cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of cool. But yeah, it's interesting that he did the same with the Jedi, with the temple on Coruscant. He made it into like a palace of sorts. So now right, he yeah. made this palace into a museum. It does stick to kind of his his uh, M.O., right? M.O., he, yeah. <laughs> he likes to take over other people's places and make it his own. Yes. <laughs> but this was something I would, did not expect. Um, and I thought... This whole part, just as it continued on, was was funny. You know, it was just yeah. so funny. They have the that Emperor Palpatine um, animatronics oh out in the gosh. front of the you know out in front of the museum, talking to visitors as they come in. Um, we got who returned? We got Mr. Cooper's back. Oh my gosh, Mrs. Cooper, who is apparently the number one biggest fan of Palpatine, <laughs> and we also got. The two Imperials, who yes, um, uh, Durpin, Durpin and Plume Striker, <laughs> yes, our favorite Imperials are back, which I was really happy to see them back. And we knew that Plume Striker got promoted in some way. He didn't want to be, or not Plume Striker, but uh, Durpin. Durpin. <laughs> Durpin got promoted, and he didn't want to be promoted. So I guess his promotion was to to run security. I guess at the the Emperor's Museum. Right. I think he had found a way to find and to make him to move himself over to that location because he knew that at a museum nothing ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> and Roger at the same time when they land, he suggests, you know, he he's, he says that he's a master of disguise and he pulls out this mustache <laughs> which doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work for a battle droid, but I liked Xander, you know, you see Xander going undercover. Exactly. You know, yeah. He goes into he's acting like he's there to repair something uh, or no, he he's using he's actually using Roger to as, install. Yeah, like a, right. something from the exhibition or something of that so, yeah. of that nature, you know, because he's a battle droid. It makes sense that he would be a part of this museum. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, he uses that as a cover. But I thought it was interesting that he had his own like Freemaker branded like coveralls. Yes. Like where have do. these been the whole time? <laughs> It was very Mario and Luigi to me. <laughs> right. But they have a hat. They have the whole outfit. I'm like, I want like a a variant minifig of that, you know, the of them in those outfits. That would be amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, so he had that. And then, of course, you know, he doesn't think he's going to be recognized. And then, of course, who does he run into? Durpin and Plume Striker, who have seen him before. <laughs> and so he throws on the mustache, which I thought was, was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And then <laughs> Roger's like, I told you it'd work. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> and so the uh, Plume Striker and Durpin end up playing, uh, was it hollow chess or yes. uh, the jarak table? <laughs> right. 
Yeah, they're playing hollow chess, and then all these noises are going on. And <laughs> in the background. Of course, Plume Striker, being the good officer that he is, is like, oh, you hear that noise? We need to do something about it. And Durpin's just ignoring it. He's yeah, like, no. yeah. Oh, like that glass breaking? No. I, don't, I didn't hear that. <laughs> he doesn't want to do anything that would, you know, cause him to, you know, be put back into danger in the spotlight or anything. He, he just wants to kind of sit off to the side. Yeah, exactly. And I love that on the table itself, there was a Nexu and a, um, oh man, I forget what the other creature was. But so there, I like that there, there was, was a Rancor. Yeah, there was, there was a Nexu, a and then there was the um, Veractal. Yes, that's what it was. And I like that they had a mixture of um, old trilogy and prequel creatures on that table. Because so far we've only seen like the ones that we've saw in... Uh, a new hope and such. Right. And I think I thought it was interesting that they chose those creatures. And then I realized why they probably did because they already had those models made. Yeah. 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 Because we've seen each of those creatures in previous episodes. Exactly. And so because usually when you see people playing hollow chess, it's always the same creatures and the ones that you see in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use them. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that they use different pieces. And I was like, oh, maybe they they probably just did it more out of convenience than anything else. That's true, yeah. But still, still cool. Raining uh, on my parade, right? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> the practical thing. But it still was cool though to see those those creatures. <laughs> so you know they end up infiltrating the museum, so that way they can go ahead and find a saber, a kyber saber crystal. And I like that one by one, each of them get distracted by something within the museum. <laughs> yep, that was. So- yeah, that was funny. Of course, Xander, you know, there's another N1 Starfighter. Of course, you know, so and he, he has to go running towards it. It's not going to be like last time. <laughs> <laughs> Except that it does end up being like last time. Right, it may be worse. Um, <laughs> and Roger ends up finding an old friend, R-O-H-K. Uh, right. <laughs> and then my favorite, favorite part was, I thought Cordy wasn't going to get distracted by anything. I thought she was actually going to stick with the plan. But then she turns and she sees Queen Amadala's gowns and she freaks out. <laughs> and that's basically me and every other fangirl who's in love with Padme's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be the outfit you pick, though? It would be. That was the one that I like fell in love with when I first saw the the trailer for that movie. Really, with the big headpiece and everything. Yeah, I would totally wear that. So why have you not cosplayed with this yet? Because <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I would. Oh man, in a heartbeat, I would do it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We got. We have to make sure this happens eventually. <laughs> But yeah, that was yeah. She puts on the gown. She didn't just fangirl over it. She put actually she put, put it on. on. Yeah. Like that, that was one step too far, Cordy. <laughs> you're you're in the situation. You're trying to steal a kyber crystal. You might as well, you know, go in and mess up the museum and take things off of the, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of the exhibits and wear them, right? Yeah, and then I love that cutie little Rowan actually doesn't get distracted by anything else in the museum. He just gets distracted by a floor buffer. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? He's like so focused and he's like, floor buffer! <laughs> Starts riding it around. Oh, man. I like how Roger, you know, he finds his old friend, R-O-H-K, which I don't know how he recognized him. They all look the same, right? I know, right? <laughs> but maybe there's markings that we're not aware of. But he... He like not only does he go over and talk to he sits down, gets a cup of coffee, you know, or a cup of whatever that is he's drinking, and you know, is is kind of shooting the breeze with this with this droid that's not responding back to him. You know, he's right. like, Yeah, I'm pretty much the brains of the whole salvage operation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Roger. <laughs> he's too too hilarious. And um I love that uh Rowan is going on his, on his own because everyone else is too distracted so he comes across these statues that are they're actually kind of freaky and creepy <laughs> in right, the middle the, of the night the bathroom uh the bathroom attendant kind of thing oh gosh yeah that's yeah. what he bumps into and that's what ends up crashing all the those statues together <laughs> but yeah so they do get caught by they Durpin do. and Plume Striker of course Plume Striker is the one that you know initiates this not Durpin, but I like how Durpin is like, oh, you know, 
you know, okay, we caught him, but let's let him go. No big deal, right? Let's save the paper- paperwork. You know, he he's afraid that if he's a hero, you know, he's going to get promoted. He's going to get more responsibility. This is exactly the opposite of what Durbin wants right now. Exactly. So he's like, just just let them go. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but you know, he, uh, Plume Striker ends up trying to you know go along with that in a way and it's like okay we'll forego the paperwork so he actually ends up wanting to execute them right there on the spot and uh thankfully rowan comes in because earlier in the episode you, you see xander playing around with a voice changer a papaltine voice changer and that's what rowan ends up using to distract plume striker and Durpin. And he's got the whole outfit on, you know? He does. He has the whole thing on. <laughs> Which I thought was, you know, you see him in the outfit and he's got the voice changer. Everything works out. And um, he actually has an interaction with Durpin where Durpin's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. This is my fault. You know, I insist that I'm demoted to Ensign. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which which Rowan, like, responds to him like, okay, you know, make it so kind of thing. So is he officially an Ensign now? You know, the, the, the emperor, quote unquote, is ordered it. He has ordered it, but I, I don't think it'll, when, if you were to go back, I don't think it'll appear in the records because right. it actually never did happen. <laughs> it'll be funny to see the fallout, fallout of this for that character right. and see if maybe he thinks that he's an ensign, but he's not really at this point because the emperor <laughs> didn't really give him that order. Yep. But yeah, I like how, you know, Rowan reveals himself to his brother and sister and they're like, Oh, you know, where you know, where'd you get that outfit? And then they show the the robot of the Emperor who is standing in front of the bathroom in its like skeletal form now. Yes. <laughs> and then he does the quote, you know, the I'm afraid you'll find this restroom is not quite operational. <laughs> like <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was laughing so hard. At this part of the show, like it may have replaced the the whole IG eighty nine, you know, <laughs> can't argue with the math. Like math. it may have replaced that now as my favorite gag in this <laughs> in this whole series. Oh, that was just so spot on. Because yeah, the quote, like just the way he said it, everything. I was, <laughs> oh, it was so good. <laughs> and finally, they discover that the. Uh, saber crystal, the kyber saber crystal is inside Cordy's headpiece, the headdress. <laughs> right. So, like, was did Queen Amadala have that with her the yeah, whole time? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, one? how did it get into Amadala's wardrobe? Who planted it there? <laughs> we will never watch the Phantom Menace the same again. <laughs> we see her, and we'll be like, she has a kyber crystal in his he- in her headdress, and she has no idea. <laughs> Oh, what if it was like attached on the inside as some sort of like a nightlight for her to be able to like, you know, clean it out or something or for handmaidens to clean it out. She just didn't know what it was. Exactly. (laughs) And so unfortunately, that doesn't last too long because, again, here comes Nare to steal the crystal. Yes. And I I do like the part, the line from uh, Xander where they start using the weapons that are in the museum and and the guns actually work. And so, you know, Cordy's like, they have, like, working weapons on display. And then I like Xander's line where he said, they've got a lot of confidence in that velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I've I've been in those situations where in, in a museum, and, you know, it's me, the velvet rope, and then whatever's beyond it. And I'm like, I wonder if... They actually really do trust people to not go beyond the velvet rope. Right. You know, it's just right there. I mean, we've heard, you've heard instances of, you know, people damaging like priceless artifacts and things like that. You know, a kid knocks something over in a museum and and destroys something that is priceless and irreplaceable. It has Uh, happened. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But working weapons, I don't know. That's, that's a whole nother thing. We had talked about the the possibility of Nare and Rowan having some sort of a lightsaber fight. Yes. And like Rowan using the red lightsaber and her using the blue. And it happened. It did happen. Very briefly, but it happened. I like that Rowan, he was so bent on not letting Nare Nare take this crystal that he ignited the red saber. And I thought, oh my gosh, that looks so cool. 
And I thought, oh, no, that's so bad. Because, <laughs> you know, you associate that with just evil and dark side. So but he played it off really cool in that scene. And I like that in at one point they end up switching and he's like, this is my color. <laughs> yeah, this is more my color. Well, exactly. she says that line first when she she takes it from him. Yeah. So she has both lightsabers. She takes the red one and then she's like, this is more my color. And then, you know, through the the other things that happen, he ends up getting it back. You know, he outsmarts her by pulling the pin on something that's holding up the, the N1 Starfighter and kind of have that come crashing down on her. Yeah, so. yeah. And so they unfortunately aren't able to escape with the crystal itself, so they have to leave before the whole museum starts crashing down on them. Oh, that museum. I wonder how Palpatine's going to react to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they end up flying away and they're still not sure how Nari's been finding them. And then that's when Cho- um, Chopper. <laughs> yeah, right. That's when Roger comes in and says, you know, this thing I've had since Tatooine, maybe that's what's happening here. So do you have the 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 set, the Star Scavenger set, like, close to you? I do not, no. Okay. I yeah. was curious if he has that piece on him, because I know there's a minifig of him in that set. I wonder. If he, Maybe. If he's wearing that or not. But, um, yeah, so, and the one thing we did kind of skip over is Roger and Dengar had a, a cool little fight. Oh, that's right, the... because Dengar ends up shooting poor... His poor friend who's already deactivated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How dare you deactivate my friend who was already deactivated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of cool to see Roger in that battle mode, you know, and much more effective than we were used to seeing battle droids. So he may have had some upgrades. Yes. Yeah. And then he ends up, uh, I, re- I remember that one part when he was running away and he said, uh, so long, R-O-H-K. I'll never forget you unless I'll, I get my memory wiped. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Roger. <laughs> so we're down to just one remaining crystal now, right? One crystal, and it's on Hoth. It's on Hoth. I wonder how much more of the planet we'll see. Yeah, it'll be cool to see kind of the Freemaker Adventures version of Hoth. You know, we've seen... We've seen Cloud City, we've seen Tatooine, we've seen Naboo. You know, they they keep going to these familiar planets. So Hoth is is another one that yeah. is very well known. Um, so we and then do... also, oh sorry, and then this also takes place after Empire Strikes Back, right? So maybe they'll find like stuff that was from the the battle that took place there. Yeah, I mean, the planet like Hoth with that big battle happening there, you know, would be for the Freemakers would probably be, you know an awesome place Salvage to visit city. Yeah. right yeah <laughs> um so maybe they'll go there and, and find some wreckage of you know downed ATAT walkers and and in the like mm-hmm. but yeah so we have um 13 episodes this season so that means we have four left um but yeah. only one kyber saber crystal left so i guess finding that kyber saber crystal won't necessarily be the the focus you know, of all four episodes, I would hope it, it couldn't be. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah, so I, I, I can definitely see the saber actually being put together. And then maybe, I wonder, I guess they will have to disassemble it again because it's too much power as uh, that yeah. original Jedi had discovered. Yeah, they'll have to disperse it again or something. Who knows what the what the plan is here. Maybe they hand him off to Luke, you know, because he's the the Jedi kind of right now. Oh, that'd be cool if we see him and Leia again. Yeah, maybe a return of Luke and they, and they maybe kind of hand it over to him and let him decide what to do with it. And then he puts it on that planet in, in, Star, in Star Wars The Force Awakens, Acto, I believe it's called. Okay. Can you imagine if he puts that there? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that the Kyber Saber is actually connected to why Luke went into hiding for the 30 years. Exactly. Like, it all con- it's all connected. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, so we have four episodes left, and we actually know the titles of those episodes. Oh, so do we? Maybe we can get a little bit of a hint as to what the the content will be. So the next episode is actually The Maker of Zoe. 
That's right. So um, we got that, you know, kind of cryptic drop from from Maz. Maz. So we know, maybe they're going to seek out the maker of Zoe uh, for some purpose, maybe to help. You know that they they come up and realize they're realizing now that Nare has the upper hand on them, and so maybe they need to to seek out some help. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But then the next episode after that is Showdown on Hoth. So maybe that's when they go to to actually get the crystal. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So they'll need some guidance from that Zoe individual. And then episode twelve is Duel of Destiny. Oh, that's nice. Like so, Duel of the Fates. <laughs> right. So so there will be some sort of duel. Um, I don't know if... I feel like Rowan is not quite there yet where they could have like an effective battle scene with him kind of versus Nare. Mm. Um, we kind of already saw them face off in this episode in the in the lightsaber battle. It was very brief and he did seem... You know, a little shaky. You know, he wasn't he wasn't wielding it with a lot of confidence. No, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the whoever Zoe is might be some sort of Jedi. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I'm still I'm still banking on it being a droid maker. <gasps> oh, that'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> um, and then the final episode of the season is titled "Return of the Kyber Saber." Ah, see, there we go. <laughs> right, so that that will be probably when it all comes together, and then we'll we'll find out the fate, I'm sure, of the Kyber Saber. Or they'll leave us hanging, Maybe. like a cliffhanger. So we have to have season two. Yes, <laughs> make it so. <laughs> the worst part would be is if they left us hanging, and then we didn't get a season oh, two. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, that'd be so be sad. Like the Clone Wars all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, that, uh, I hope we get a second season for sure. So it looks like we have some uh, some exciting episodes coming up, and um, we'll have to figure out. You know, I know we'll definitely be reviewing each of those episodes, um, but then we'll have to kind of figure out where we go after <laughs> after August 29th, uh, and the show finishes for at least for season one. Um, what we'll do with with our show? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's other Lego Star Wars content out there uh, that's come out previously. The Yoda Chronicles and uh, some of the shorts that they did for The Force Awakens. So those might be fun to kind of go back and revisit. The Droid Tales, I think, was one of them. Yes, Droid Tales. So, but yeah, I think um, we covered pretty much everything for this episode. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that was pretty much it. All right. So I think we're good to wrap up. Um, as usual, you can leave us a review on iTunes. If you listen to our show and you enjoy it, head on over to iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash starscavengers, Twitter, at starscavengers, and we uh, also have an email address if you want to shoot us an email, starscavengers at gmail.com. And uh, find all of our episodes on our website, www.starscavengers.com. Yeah, please send us an email. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't checked the email, to be honest with you, <laughs> lately. So we may have some, but um, <laughs> I kind of forgot we had an email. But we, we get a lot of good interaction on Twitter. And so it seems like that's kind of the main way people have been communicating with us, which is great. You know, I know both of us are on Twitter, so that works. But um, if somebody wants to send us something a little bit more long-form email-wise, that would be fun, too. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, and until next time, don't mess with the Freemakers. makers.